High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. All right, well, uh, I'm joined by Kira Kelly. Listen, congratulations, you received an Emmy Award for the uh, health checkup. I-, I like to think we received an Emmy Award, George, for, for the health checkup, but it was very nice because it was given to us by not your peers, but my peers, by, by, by the sort of the, the, the health professionals, the doctors in, in general practice gave it to us as being just a, a top dollar um, health section in the media. Yeah, well, they didn't give it to us because if they gave it to us, they would have invited me and they didn't invite me. And I only read about it when you started boasting about it on Twitter. Well, well, well I feel it was for both of us because you yeah. answer most of the questions. All right. Now, speaking of speaking of answering most of the questions, you, you've spent, since I first met you all those years ago on the health checkup, you've only four stock answers, no matter what the question is. One is ring for an ambulance, um, you know, and the other other one is a topical steroid yes, cream. Yes, that, 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 that it's, it's obviously ambulance or topical steroids is, is where we mostly go. So I go. thought I would ask you a question in which you could answer topical steroid <laughs> cream because two people are awaiting varicose vein operations. And of course, while they're waiting the operation to rid them of varicose veins, which is brilliant, you and I have had it, uh, the scratching and itching is unbelievable. And topical steroid cream is very good to prevent the itching. It can work for some people. You're absolutely Work for me? Yeah, you're absolutely right. But one of the, 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 the guys who, who, who texted into the show said that their skin is breaking down into ulcers and is very thin and they don't want to put any more, or they can't put any more topical steroids on. So what can they do? And there's still things that they can do. Moisturiser? Moisturiser is hugely important and put it on cold as well as nice. Um, elevate your legs will help with that. And if you are of a, of, of a degree of mobility that you can get into a bath, if you get into a bread soda bath, old fashioned bread soda in the bath will take a lot of itch out of your skin. Really? And not a hot bath now because hot baths tend to dilate the blood vessels in your skin which tends to increase But if itch. you go into a cold bath and you're a male, your crown jewels will shrink to the size of mere pebbles. It may be worth it okay. to stop the legs from itching. Depends but, how you But the cold your bath should have should have should have <laughs> bread soda in it as well. But I would also then put on a thick sort of layer of cold moisturizer and maybe even a wet face cloth over that, and that will help. Well, I must say the Nivea thing helps me tremendously. Yeah, moisture emollients, but, moisturizers. But, but my skin is paper thin, paper thin. Even though I've had the varicose veins removed because it was so badly damaged, if 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 I knocked it off anything. It just bleeds. Yes, like and that. that's that's one of the difficulties when you yeah. have varicose problems. But that's also one of the difficulties that uh, hydrocortisone or topical steroids will further thin your skin. So for a lot of people, it's difficult. So we would go with the emollients and maybe the bread soda in the bath, and then the, 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 the lots and lots of cold moisturisers with a wet face cloth right. over them and elevate uh, your legs. This is slightly more than a varicose vein uh, program, but nevertheless, what about a fifteen-year-old girl who has suddenly got varicose veins? quite unusual in a 15 year old yeah. it's normally to do with age standing 
and weight gain really and, and pressure. So like pregnant people get them, people who put on weight get them, older people get them. 15 year old, stick to the point. It seems quite unusual. Because it is unusual, she might want to go and see a doctor. She may in fact, believe it or not, need a scan. Okay, because we don't know why exactly a 15 year old has them. But what I would say is this. But is our pal Sean O'Neill who did your legs and mine and there is a dispute as to who's got the better legs. Um, I think we both agreed it was you. Right. Going to a, a, a vascular surgeon like Sean O'Neill, she may have to do that. Sure. Yeah, I would suggest at 15, she's probably a bit embarrassed and uncomfortable about this. I would get these fixed. Um, but I think she also needs to get a scan. Uh, we need to know what's okay. going on. But yeah, I would bring her to the doctor and I would I would get it sorted out. Now, the, 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 we had a very interesting item last week about reaction to the Gardasil. Uh, we vaccine. did. I was listening with I'm some not going interest. To, yeah, I'm not going to go there. But there is a distinguished professor at the University of Missouri who is suggesting one of the things we should do is lower the age of the smear test, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than other methods. And I got a question from a listener. What Saying do you think about lowering the age for the smear the test is against cervical cancer? One of the reasons the smear test level is... Now, now, one of the reasons it's set at age 25 to start your smears is because in younger women we found a huge amount, because it used to be lower, we found a huge amount of abnormal smears that were spurious. So for one thing, you put lots of women through testing, extra testing, you put them through treatment, and these things were going to actually correct themselves over time so that, so that we put women through more investigations and treatments than were necessary. Um, and it was found to be that 25 was a, was a more appropriate age. I suppose, truthfully, the other reason would be surrounding the fact that um, when you do launch a screening programme as, as a population-based programme, you have to look at cost-benefit uh, yeah. ratios. And so so that that was why they picked it to save costs, but also for, for sensible reasons too. But of course, the Gardasil vaccine is absolutely safe and should be given to all girls, including my own daughter who's 14 has it. And I'm very relieved that she did. Uh, the next question is um, food intolerance is an issue, but but the fellow's forty eight and suddenly he starts vomiting after eating eggs. Yeah, can you get food intolerance at that? Do you age? know what I think this is? And I, I've read this question backwards and forwards, and Are I thought it? it was very yeah, very interesting. And I thought forty eight, he ate an egg, he got sick, and now all eggs make him sick. Do you know what I think this is, George? Have you ever had food poisoning, and you ate a curry or something, or a prawn, yeah. or 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 a bad or people sometimes get this where they they drank too much red wine or something a bad bottle of stout is guaranteed to give it to and you you go off stout ever after and it's the same thing I know people who've had you know they won't eat shellfish because they they got food poisoning it's like some kind of stomach memory I think this guy ate a bad egg the egg made him sick and now all eggs make them sick in a kind of a, a, a muscle memory sort of a thing. Because we do see people, there are lots of people who don't drink certain drinks because they drank too much of them when they were young and they made themselves sick. One of my kids doesn't eat chocolate because he got food poisoning on Easter Sunday, but he, that's what he thought it was. It wasn't food. He got a vomiting bug on Easter Sunday, but he'd eaten loads of chocolate on Easter Sunday. And now he won't eat chocolate. Yeah, because it's interesting. I've only had it once, but it's a terrible experience. Oh, it's if, you, if you get a bad boiled egg, do you ever open a boiled egg? And a bad and, smell. Oh, It's disgusting. I you never eat boiled eggs Well, exactly. Again. I yeah. think that's what's happened here. Okay. I don't think it's an intolerance. I think he's rejecting all eggs from a bad egg. A lot of people, uh, men particularly, get scaly ears, don't they? They and do. Itchier ears. And then they do what this fella does, of course. He's 32. He starts scratching it with a big biro cover, right? And he's surprised it starts bleeding the Aegis, right? Now, at the same time, although he's an Aegis with the big biro, I feel a certain amount of sympathy for him. Scaly ears 
are a big problem for people. They actually are. And you're going to like this because the treatment is <laughs> one of our favourite two topical steroids. Most people do not go at them with the Bic Biro. Most people, though, do go at them with the Q-tip, which is equally bad. Everybody listening, go and get your Q-tips, throw them all in the bin and never buy them again. Sorry, Q-tip manufacturers. Absolutely. Q-tips for the ears yeah. are a bad idea. Yeah. Never yeah. stick anything sm- yeah. bigger than your finger, smaller than your elbow. Yeah, um, you I shouldn't. Get go- it. Yeah. So if it's kind of externally on your pinna, which is the kind of the wobbly cartilage and bit of your ear that you can kind of feel and if we had a webcam on you'd see me pulling my own ear then topical steroid creams work if it's within your canal you're going to need drops and they come in drops and they come in um, cream forms but that's the treatment yeah okay Uh, uh, Dr Kelly has signed an advertising deal with topical steroid creams that's why (laughs) she talks about it Uh, Q-tip manufacturers turned her down that's why she throws them all in the bin you can also moisturise your ear canals by the way using almond oil or olive oil or coconut oil or whatever and that's helpful too. What about the underactive thyroid? Somebody is on L-troxan. Results am in the normal range. So why do I feel tired, thinning hair? All the symptoms you have with this condition, the listener seems to have them. But the results are in normal range. Well, here, here's the interesting thing. The range of normal for, for your, your thyroid function test, for your TSH, is, is between 0.35 and 4.94. So you can be under 4.94 and be in the normal range. But to be clinically well, a lot of people need to be below two. So if this person is 3.5, they don't come up as abnormal, but they may be clinically underactive oh, still. You need to be in is the it lower. only women or is it men? No, women? men and women, more oh, commonly right. women, but both. So you need to make sure that your thyroid is in the low, your TSH is in the lower part of the normal range for you to get the clinical yeah. benefits. So this person may still need an adjustment in their treatment. Uh, the reason you got this gig on the radio, uh, a health gig, is there are so many crap doctors around, right? And this is a really good example of it, right? My son is 22, the listener says, has ongoing sinus pain, stomach problems, fatigue, feeling unwell, has had two operations to his nose, and the consultant says, just put up with it. Now, is that what what medicine has now come to? No, I, I, I don't think it is. And you and I have often talked about to people texting and saying, oh, I've been told to put up with my pain. I've been told. To I don't think you should have to put up with anything. But I tell you what, if you have really bad sinuses, you're going to need to adopt a very strict maintenance regime. So this lad, what he's going to have to do is every day after he has his shower in the morning and he's in the steam, he needs to blow the hell out of both of his nose cavities both sides he needs to tilt his head block his ears block his other nostril and blow like David Beckham used to do on the side of a football pitch blow all the snot basically that's interesting my father taught me that when I was about 10 or 11 and I thought it was the best thing one of the best things he ever taught me in a steamy shower your mucus will, will, will shift more and then you get out of the steamy shower and then you get your sinus rinse which is a saline squeezy bottle and you put that up your nose next and you flush out whatever's left there and that's a bit horrible and you will kind of go and all that kind of business it's not pleasant and you'll do that and then you'll take two antihistamines a day and then twice during the day apart from the times when you're doing your your, your rinsing because you don't want to dilute it you will put actually uh, here we go but you'll put actually a topical nasal steroid up your nose and you will do that and if that doesn't work you may need even more you may, may need the kind of treatments that we use for asthma like an anti-leukotriene right, medication really, the point really is that this would this would lead to stomach problems and fatigue a post-nasal drip from your sinuses Catar and mucus dripping down the back of your throat, which you may have felt at times, George. Yeah. 
into your stomach can be quite nauseating yeah. and can be very unpleasant. Okay. So that's where that's coming from. And sinusitis, chronic sinusitis is very fatigue inducing. I think we can do better. All right. Now, I have a ton of texts coming in to 53106, which we'll save for next week. You can still send in your questions to 53106. Um, and, uh, and after the show, uh, Kira Kelly will take your questions on Facebook Live directly. You on the News Talk Facebook page. She's there on all our Operation Transformation Glory and... Um, and then Richie and Cork. Now, I promised I would never mention my itchy scrotum ever again. But no one believed you. Well, Richie and Cork, he had a heat rash on his groin. And he uses Lotriderm cream, which takes care of it. But it always comes back. Of course it comes back. You can't cure it. Well, you can, you can actually if you get rid of the fungus. But you'll have to use persistent antifungals. You'll have to use something like caldecine powder on, on cotton I wool. I use caldecine every morning. Yeah, and, and put it inside the, the, the underwear and, and use like cotton wool to absorb it and caldecine powder. You may need to use something like Dactacort, which has steroid, but also has antifungal things. But it's about persistence. You have to use them every day in an ongoing fashion. Yeah, but after, after six years, I'm not going to get rid of it now. I would but, have every confidence you but, do not do it consistently. But, I, funny you should talk about putting it in my underwear. I, I, I heard a phrase over the weekend. I didn't know what he was talking about and he had to explain it, which was he said to me, are you going commando? Ah. I had no idea what he was talking about. It is apparently there are people who don't wear underwear. That's right, there are. Although I can only hazard a guess at what kind of conversation you were have, having with that man that might have led him to ask that question. Well, it was about a rugby match. But... Uh, um, What's intestinal cystitis? Uh, actually, I, I, I think what that is is interstitial. It's, it's not spelled right, but I think it's interstitial cystitis. It's um, oh. burning pain passing urine and it's very common in women. Yeah. It's sometimes caused by a urinary tract infection, but not always. Um, and they're, ask, they're saying to me that they're getting it all the time. What can, what can they do? Well, first of all, they need to have their urine dipped to see whether or not they have an infection. If it's an infection, it's an antibiotic. That's a straightforward thing. It becomes more complicated when it's not an infection. And then what a lot of people would do is they would take over-the-counter remedies like cystopurin, which are sachets that change the acidity yeah. levels of, of the urine and that kind of thing. And they would use lots of fluids to flush themselves out. But they would also do things like it's very important for, for particularly for women, to 100% of the time pass urine directly out after sex they should do that um, they should wear cotton underwear and they shouldn't wear underwear like tongs and things that, that and they shouldn't go them. commando well commando is probably better than nylon I'll put it to you like that oh really yeah now just seriously caution about having your veins fixed advice to a 15 year old a texter says we didn't say she have not fixed we said she should go to an expert we sh- I, oh, actually what we said is she needs to have a scan because one of the things in, in that um, question that was texted into us was it said they are of sudden onset and I have a slight concern that there's something pressing on her veins higher up in her abdomen maybe she needs yeah. probably a pelvic scan as well as a leg scan but also in the case of varicose veins it is hereditary I mean if your she's mother young, has them you're she's young and no, they were of sudden I'm, onset I don't want to go about scans alright what a fella who has he has a pressure ball near his esophagus sporadically so then when he presses it's like air has been released are we worried about this because I rang you up in the middle of the night from Chicago about esophagus. Well, you think you did, but you actually never made that call. But it's now so mythologized that we both think you did. Um, 
I don't know what to think about this because I don't really understand the question. When he says near his esophagus, I'm not sure what bit of his anatomy he's referring to. And I wouldn't mind him getting... He could get back to me on Facebook Live if he wants. And I don't know where he's applying pressure. So I'm not sure what this guy is doing. Um, If he's having chest pain, though, or something, then absolutely he needs to have this checked out. I don't feel confident that I understand the question as in what he's describing. When you mention the word esophagus, you get terrified. That's what happened to me in the middle of the night in Chicago. Because I suddenly thought I've got esophageal cancer. I mean, it's quite scary. It is, but it's kind of reflux in babies, and and it was reflux. Well, esophageal cancer. Bear in mind that, and it is a serious condition. It doesn't present normally acutely as as a problem. It's more of an insidious onset of difficulty swallowing. Um, I wouldn't mind more information in order to try and help that guy, but I don't really understand the question. But there's a fella sitting in James's hospital ER since half past eight this morning. Yes, I saw that, and he said that he's he's went in and said that he's had serious problems all week. He doesn't say what they are. And he says he's only 36 and he shouldn't have to put up with this crap. I agree. I don't think anybody should have to sit in a chair in A&E forever and ever and ever. And, and it is extraordinarily difficult for patients who do. But here's the thing. When you go in to, to an A&E environment, you're triaged. And what the reason he's been there since half eight... Because he's be- not dodgy. Well, it, it's because there's so many people there ahead of him who are sicker and that's one of the difficulties my father got rest and was left about 14 hours in, I know. in Eeyore it's 14 awful. an old man it's in not his right. 80s no no it's not right George and it's, it's, it's disrespectful to people and it's also but, medically unsound but do you know what it is, is the A&E's in fairness but, to the but, staff are overrun but he shouldn't have gone James's Street well, that might be where he lives. Why doesn't he go to the Beaumont, or not Beaumont, uh, the Beacon or the now, Blackrock Clinic? Hook, you um, know fine well why he doesn't. Because he won't pay for it. Well, not that he won't pay for it. He doesn't have any health insurance. But you can pay for it. Cash on the barrel. Okay, if you were to pay for it, it's 120 to be seen and, and if there's tests, you can pay up to 500 euros for tests on the day. And if they admit you, it's something like 1,200 euros a night. Not everyone has that no, in their back no, pocket. No, 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 you see, that's typically you. you. This is why you're a television superstar. You just turn the thing. What I'm saying is, as a, a lady rang, did it last week. She rang me last week. She got fed up waiting six months for some kind of an x-ray. She went out to the heritage. She said, we do it in hermitage. 10 Hermitage. Hermitage. We do it in 10 minutes, 120 quid. And she said it was worth 120 quid to get it done. So he's got to worry. So he could go into somewhere. I'd pay on, I'm not trying to do, I have money and you haven't. But 120 quid, even in today's situation, it's worth it to be told, listen, you're bear, not bear, dying. Bear with me. I you have not time. I have to. You, it's you're back at 2 o'clock. Yeah, go on, go ahead, It's 120 quid plus health insurance. If he has no health insurance, it could be 620 quid. And not everyone has it, George. Half the population no, don't no, have I health agree. insurance. I, I agree. Anyway, thanks to Dr. Kira Kelly, <laughs> superstar of the television screen, now an Emmy Award winner for the health checkup.